seventh pitch. Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. Celtics with 67 points with 6:45 remaining. Taylor drives down and throws it down. Oh! Hey, this shot blocks. We're looking to spring Ovechkin again. White Cloud back shot. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Take the Lead. It is me, the one and only John O'Halloran. Listen, you don't got to follow social media. I've been plugging it every single Saturday for the last two, three years and still getting a love on either of them. But I still plug it. If you guys want to follow the uh, Instagram, it's John O'Halloran15. That's O-H-A-L-L-O-R-A-N-15. If you want to follow, go ahead. But you're not going to. Instagram and Twitter is underbar John underbar Halloran. Take the lead on uh, Instagram and Twitter is both TTL pod. Uh, Ryan couldn't make the podcast today, but that's okay. Still want to bring you guys an episode. There were no more unbeaten teams in the NFL. The Washington Commanders came into Philadelphia this past Monday night and beat the Eagles. As an Eagles fan, I was absolutely disgusted in the way the Eagles played. They played awful. Some of the worst football I've seen them play this season. Uh... No, against the Texans, I thought that was some of the worst football I've seen, but they pulled away, they pulled away from that and in that game. Um, no, Washington came in and won thirty-two to twenty-one at thirty-two twenty-one. Just awful football. This is the first loss of the season, but at the at the same time, I'm happy that the Eagles did lose because I was talking to a guy at work and I said, you know what, I'm happy they lost this game because I would rather have them lose in the regular season. Then have them have a perfect season and be the second team in NFL history to not be able to complete the goal to go undefeated and um, losing the Super Bowl just like the Patriots did. He agreed with me. Um, I think anyone would agree with me, you know. Um, so the 72 Dolphins, their record still sits. And to be honest, I don't think anyone's ever going to go undefeated again. Um, but just awful play from the Eagles on Monday night. Uh, Nick Shrani said, um, he said that Eagles play like crap. He said, I think when you play the way we did tonight, when you play uh, the way we did on all three uh, phases, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, right when you play like that, um, it seems like everything's going against you. Uh, you create your own luck. We play like crap. He added, uh, we didn't do a good enough job. I, f- I feel like things go against you. Those plays, those scenarios that happen when you play uh, like that get uh, manified. Uh, whether it's a right call or wrong call. Uh, the Eagles had a couple of calls not go their way. Tight end Dallas guarded, which I'm going to get to. Found the ball after Washington Commanders got away with the uncalled face mask penalty. On the final possession of the uh, night, uh, Washington quarterback Taylor Haneke gave himself up and uh, uh, hit, uh, got hit by uh, defender Brandon uh, Graham, resulting in commercial referencing the passer that uh, helped extend the drive, pretty much put the game out of reach. I pretty much put the game away. Uh, Nick Sifrani refused to acknowledge that any call or missed penalties were the uh, reason for Philly's first uh, loss of the season. Instead, he pointed to the teams uh, for four turnovers in the uh, 
in the uh, in time of possession. Uh, and I, I got to agree with him, though. Just he, on both sides of the ball. All three, he, he's right. All three fades, the Eagles are terrible. Um, Washington managed to score six unanswered points beginning in the second quarter. Right then and there, I knew the game was over. I said, they're going to lose this game. Just They're they going to lose this game. Uh, but the Eagles finally, finally end zone again in the fourth quarter. Philadelphia struggled to build off its uh, first two touchdowns in the opening uh, frame. Um... So Jalen Hurts said, uh, you obviously want to win uh, all the games we play in. He said, tonight wasn't our night. Uh, the message for me is to control things that you can. So the Eagles are facing the Colts tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to say it's an easy W because I'm going to be honest with you. All week at work, last week at work up until Monday night, uh, I said that the Eagles were going to win uh, against the Commanders. I said it's an easy W. I said they're going to go into this game without a problem. They're going to win. Um, and obviously that didn't happen. I was... I was wrong about that. Um, it, it, now, like I said, it's disappointing. But at the same time, I'm happy they lost this game because now that undefeated talk, it's out the window now. Um, I think they will bounce back from this win, especially playing the Colts tomorrow because the Colts... I, mean, I, I, I really shouldn't say it's going to be an easy win because like I said, I said this Monday night was going to be an easy win. But no, they get the Colts tomorrow. Colts have been absolutely you know, terrible this year. But um, that's a damn shame that they didn't win this game. But uh, I think they bounce back tomorrow. But no, Washington came in. They uh, shut up. They shut up the doubters. No, everyone on Monday Night Football basically picked Washington, uh, Philadelphia to win this game. I saw this thing that uh, on NFL Network, NFL.com, that uh, a bunch of analysts took Washington to win this game. Washington probably saw it and they said, "All right, you want to? You don't want to give us a chance? That's fine. We're going to go into Philadelphia. We're going to shock the world, and we're going to win this game." And now you look at the NFC East. You got the Eagles who are eight and one. Now this is any this three teams. I mean, you can't even count Washington. You can't count Washington. This is anyone's division, to be honest. You got the Eagles for eight and one. You got uh, giant. You got Giants who are surprisingly seven and two. You got the Cowboys who are about six and three, and Washington who's five and four. Um, so this is really anyone's division. So Washington went in and they made that statement. And now that this is anyone's division, um, I've really loved the Eagles and bounced back from this. Uh, but speak more about the Eagles. Uh, like I said, uh, Dallas Guard's going to miss some time. This is a huge loss for the Eagles. I personally think I'm not trying to be biased that Dallas Guard is one of the best tight ends in the game. Um, so injury occurred, like I said, in the fourth quarter, uh, lost to the Commanders. He was dragged down by his face mask. I fumbled the ball, which led to the uh, commander's field goal. Uh, the play was reviewed to see if our Dallas Guard fumbled the ball. Referee Alex uh, Kemp didn't see a penalty. He said, we didn't see a face mask on the field, Kemp said, according to Zach Berman of The Athletic. Uh, we're reviewing whether uh, he was down by contact or whether uh, it was a fumble. Um, then whether uh, Washington player uh, who recovered the ball also uh, was also down by contact. Jack Stahl, uh, rookie uh, Grant uh, Clark and uh, Tyree Jackson, are the other tight ends on the Eagles roster. They have a combined 12 catches for 133 yards and a touchdown in the careers. Um, I saw a lot of people saying uh, that the Eagles should call uh, Gronk, give Gronk a call. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think they're going to bring Gronk in, considering that the game is tomorrow. 
Um, but you know, that's a big loss for the Eagles offense because this Eagles offense was on fire for you know, a while. You know, A.J. Brown, uh, you know, that uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders having you know, a decent season so far. Uh, Devontae Smith can get it going. Uh, now you're missing Dallas Guard. Now you got three tight ends who are not going to be able to fit in Dallas Guard's shoes for the time being. Uh, I don't know if they really can go out there and really sign anybody. I want to pull up who are uh, free agents for tight ends. Okay, so let's not tell me what I want. Let's do NFL free agents. All right, so this is not telling me what I want, but that's okay. All right, never mind. I mean, this is really not telling me what I want, but I'm sure I'm going to stick with these three tight ends. I doubt they're going to bring Gronk in. Uh, but yeah, just. All right. I mean, Jer sorry, I found, okay, Jared Cook's available, uh, Eric Ebron's available, um, like I said, Gronk, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Graham, I, 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 he's 35 years old, I thought he retired, uh, they could bring back J.J. Osorga Whiteside, uh, I mean, none of these names really jump out me ex except Gronk, but I doubt they're going to bring Gronk in. I mean, Dallas Carter's is only going to miss four games, but like I said, just just it's a huge loss for the you know for the Eagles. Uh, so he's like I said, he's been a massive part for the Eagles' offense. Seen time, fifty-three targets, nine games, forty-three catches for five hundred and forty-four yards and three touchdowns. So maybe they just hold off until uh, Dallas Carter comes back. But uh, this is probably this is gonna be a really heavy Eagles. I uh, you know first couple, uh, first couple um, stories. Uh, so Dal uh, Darius Slaykman said uh, we're going for the Super Bowl. He said he's thrilled with the moves Harry Roseman made this week. Uh, he says uh, we're just not we're uh, we're not here just to be our participants. Uh, Darius Slay said according to uh, uh, Josh uh, Tolarto of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, we're going for the Super Bowl. How he wants to see the uh, confetti now. Opponents have gashed the Eagles on the ground lately uh, with Philadelphia uh, allowing 154 rushing yards per game over the last three outings. Um, Eagles made two signs, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, so I think the biggest, right here, no, missing, this is right here, like I said on the podcast a few weeks ago, missing Jordan Davis is going to be huge for the Eagles. He's been a very big factor for the Eagles' defense up front. And not having Jordan Davis, he's been having a great rookie season so far. And not having him, 
Opponents are now running the ball over the Eagles. Until Jordan Davis comes back, this is going to be a problem with Philadelphia. The main reason why I said is, you know, the game against Indianapolis is not going to be a cakewalk is they got Jonathan Taylor. And yes, Jonathan Taylor really hasn't been having the season that everyone thought he was going to have. But still, it's Jonathan Taylor. And you don't want Jonathan Taylor to get going because once Jonathan Taylor gets going, that's going to be a very long day for your defense. Having Jonathan Taylor, he keeps defenses on the field, and you don't want that to happen. Um, because it's, it's gonna be a big factor for the um. That's that's gonna be a big factor for the game tomorrow. Um, he says uh, he's got a um. So he's talking about the additions of uh the, the signs the Eagles made. He says he's got a lot left in the uh, tank. Uh, Slay said about Dominic Sue. He can play as long as he wants to. Uh, he gets to join a winning team. Uh, keep building his legacy. Uh, obviously, being an Eagles fan, I, I'm going to agree with Darius Slay. They're still a favorite to get to the Super Bowl. They're still favorites to uh, win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I'm being biased, though. But uh, no, the way they play Monday night, no, they're going to play like this rest of the season. I mean, obviously, I hope not, but uh, just the way this Eagles team has been playing just up until Monday night, uh, it, it's been awesome so far, and um, and I'm very happy with the moves that Howie Roseman has made this season. You know, bringing A.J. Brown, Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, uh, I know he's been up, you know, upgrading this roster ever since the Eagles lost to the Tampa Bay in the playoffs. Um but speaking about those uh, Eagles signings, uh, so they uh, signed uh, Lavelle Joseph to a one-year deal, uh, two-time Pro Bowler. Um, they add more depth to the defensive tackle signing um, to a one-year deal Wednesday. The uh, move comes a wake of uh, defenseman, uh, defensive tackle uh, Jordan Davis going on the injured reserve with a high ankle sprain and second-year uh, tackle uh, Marlon uh, Chalupu heading to the injured reserve. Um, so uh, infield insider uh, Josana Anderson reported that Joseph, uh, the Joseph signing, the 34-year-old veteran defensive tackle, uh, Told her, told a degree with uh, Sam Philadelphia. He said, "I had a great, I had a great conversation with organization." Joseph told uh, Anderson, "I feel like I can give uh, the value to this team." We decided to come in terms of trying to get to the Super Bowl. So he turns to the NFC East uh, as a former second round pick of the uh, Giants back in 2010. He spent four his first four years with the Giants, uh, totaling 105 tackles, uh, nine sacks, and two forced fumbles. Uh, his best season was with the Vikings, where he totaled. Uh, 350 tackles, 15 sacks, and five seasons. He started in 88 games, making two pro, uh, pro Bowl appearances. Um, he spent last season with the Chargers. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, he had a sack and 12 starts, 57 uh, tackles, and two quarterback hits. And uh, his 6.9% pressure rate was the highest since uh, 2017. Uh, last year, just made a Pro Bowl. Um, so, man, this defense's front is really looking... You no, know, the Eagles' defense are, are, are thin at defense. Uh, they got Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargreave with Davis on injury reserve. And like I said, um, yeah, an injury. Um, Phil Deverhead just has uh, Milton Williams. Uh, so, signing Joseph was necessary so he can provide uh, needed depth until uh, Jordan Davis returns. He's eligible... Uh, when he's eligible in two games, which is big. So, the Eagles definitely need him. 
Uh, so uh, Philadelphia, like I said, has uh, stop in the run since Davis won injured reserved. Line 167 uh, yards per game in two games that uh, Jordan Davis has missed. Um, that's not the only sign that the Eagles did. Uh, they also uh, signed um, Ndamukong Sue, which... I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, Darius Slay said, no, he still can play. He still can play at elite level. Um, but I just... He's not, in my opinion, he's not the player that he used to be. One of, he used to be one of the random reasons why he's a free agent still. Um, so they're allowing uh, 4.7 uh, yards per rushing attempt, which ranks 25th in the NFL. Uh, Philadelphia recently, I keep talking about Jordan Davis. Um, so, I mean... So what's signing? Uh, so he's, he's a five-time Pro Bowl. He's yet to uh, play this season after spending uh, previous three games with the Buccaneers. I uh, racked up 112 tackles, 14.5 sacks, through four nine regular season games with Tampa Bay while helping them win the Super Bowl. So I put up very good numbers in Tampa Bay, and I really hope we can bring this to Philadelphia because the Eagles definitely need this. The Eagles need him. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, so uh, Philadelphia be Snooze's uh, fifth different team in his career. The former second round, uh, second overall pick. Played his first NFL season with Detroit from uh, 10 to uh, 2014 before joining the Dolphins. Played from 25-17. Rams one year, then the Bucks. Um, so we reacted to the uh, move on Twitter. He tweeted an uh, eagle emoji. Um, I just really hope he can bring uh, what he did in Tampa Bay to Philadelphia. Because if he can, this Eagles defense is going to get better and better, especially when Jordan Davis comes back. Because the Eagles definitely, like I said, they need Jordan Davis back. So hopefully Dominic and Sue can be the what be the consistent player was in Tampa Bay. Then definitely Jordan Davis comes back. Um, sorry guys, I got a text from uh, Ryan. He sent me his uh, picks for the uh, this week, which I'll get to uh, after I finish this. So big loss for the Rams. Uh, Cooper Cup placed on IR. What is wrong with the Rams this year? They're not the same team that they were last year. They've been absolutely terrible this year. And uh, now I wonder what this move with Cooper Cup getting hurt. Does Odell Beckham find his way back to uh, Los Angeles? Um, so Cooper Cup is scheduled to have surgery to prepare the alignment. That was just past Wednesday and will miss at least four weeks. Uh, poor Ian Rappaport will undergo a... Uh, Tightrope producer to fix the issue. Uh, Sean McVay isn't ruling uh, isn't ruling Cooper Cup out for the minute of the season. Um, so he landed awkwardly after attempting to make a play on a pass in the fourth quarter of Sunday's loss to the Cardinals. He got his leg uh, tripped by Arizona's uh, Marco Wilson. He immediately clutched his leg in pain following the play. Uh, Cooper Cup recorded three catches for a minus one yard prior to his exit. He was spotted wearing a. Uh, and walk moon after the game, so he's recorded 75 receptions for 812 yards and six touchdowns this season before average uh, while averaging 10.8 yards per catch in nine games. Um, though we enjoyed a breakout campaign last season, led the league with 145 catches, 1,947 yards, and six touch 16 touchdowns. Um, he was named the offensive player and the air as well, Super Bowl MVP. So this is going to be huge, you know, for the Rams. Um, they're missing Matthew Stafford, who remains in uh, question protocol. Uh, McAvoy also confirmed that starting left tackle uh, Alekar Jackson will miss the remainder of the season due to uh, blood clots. Hopefully it'll be okay because blood clots are absolutely scary. Uh, right guard Chandler Brewer will be out roughly four to six weeks following knee surgery. 
Uh, the Rams are three and six, and they play the uh, Saints this Sunday. So, do I change my pick? Cause I gotta see who I originally took in this game. I might have took the Saints. I mean, I might have took the Rams. I'm gonna change my pick. I t I took the Rams in this game, but I'm gonna change it to the Saints. Uh, but that's huge for the no, that's a huge loss for the uh, Rams. Just this season, the Rams have been absolutely disappointing. Sitting at three and six. Um, now a lot of people projected this team to go back to the Super Bowl. A lot of people project this team to be a contender, and they've not been that. It's just been a very down year for the Rams. And I don't, besides the Cooper Cup injury, obviously other injuries I've read. I really don't know who else is injured on this team. Um, just up and down the roster. I mean, look at the Cam Akers situation. You know, Cam Akers, I don't think he's been back since uh, he had that personal issues. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Stafford's been down. I mean, Cooper Cup has had a decent season up until then. Um, just this Rams team. I mean, I this they might be one of the worst defending Super Bowl champions in the history of the NFL. Um I don't think they're making the obviously there's no way making the playoffs. I just want to see what rest of the uh their schedule looks like. Like obviously they got the Saints tomorrow, so that can go both ways. Next time they got the Chiefs. That's gonna to be tough. That I, I see that being a loss. Uh, December fourth is the Seahawks. Uh, I could see that being fifty fifty. Guess the Seahawks have been good. Uh, then they get the Raiders December eighth at uh, eight fifteen. I could see them winning that game. Uh, it can go both ways to be honest between them and the Raiders. They got the Packers December nineteenth. That can go both ways. They got the Broncos on Christmas uh, Day at four thirty. That game can go both ways too. Um, then they got the Chargers January first. I gotta give that to the Chargers, and uh, they finished this season against the Seahawks January eighth. That can go both ways. Um, I mean, tomorrow's game can go both ways. I don't know. I, I honestly having the Rams winning one game the rest of their season, maybe two games. I could see them beat. Even though I just picked the Saints, I could see them beating the Saints. I could see them beating the uh, Raiders, um, and maybe beating the Seahawks at least once. Um, but very disappointing for the uh, season for the Rams this year, uh, especially Cooper Cup uh, getting injured. A big, big, big uh, loss right there. Um, I mean, I don't know who the number one's going to be. Maybe Allen, uh, Allen Robinson, or do you bring Odell Beckham back? Uh, but very, very bad year for the um, for the Rams this year. Also, another player out uh, is. Um, Zach Ertz is going to miss the rest of the season with a knee injury. Uh, in terms of, uh, so original reports indicated that Zach Ertz will be facing multiple weeks, uh, but still needs to undergo testing to determine uh, the injury. Uh, he led the team in catches 47, targets 69, giggity, and uh, receiving touchdowns four. He ranks uh, third in receiving yards of 408. And that's the type of numbers that Zach Ertz is pulling up in Philadelphia. No, after that, the last few, last few years that Zach Ertz no, for a while, for a couple of years, Zach Ertz is one of the best tight ends in the game. He was top three. At that, he just you no know, went down, and uh, no going to Arizona really boosted his career what it used to be. Um, and it's definitely a shame that he's going to miss a season. You know, the old Zach Ertz is back. He's putting up the same numbers with Arizona that he's basically put up in Philadelphia. 
Um, so he's done for the other cards. Will likely remain heavy more in there. A strong receiver coach to Judge Hopkins, Marquise Brown, Randall Moore, Greg Darch, and A.J. Green. So um, uh, Marquise Brown has been out since week six with a foot injury, but head coach uh, Cliff, uh, Cliff Clinsbury said he's nearing return, which I thought originally was going to miss a season. Um, so Todd McBreed and Stephen Andrews uh, Anderson, uh, our Arizona's backup tight ends, have combined for four catches for 33 yards. So they, like I said, they uh, they required uh, Zach Ertz last October in the trade with the Eagles, where he's had himself as one of the best tight ends across uh, eight campaigns. So after racking 56 catches, 574 yards, and three scores in line appearances in 2011 for Arizona, he signed a three-year extension reported worth $31.65 million in March. Uh, this is another team, just like the Rams have been disappointing this year. Arizona started off, I think, what, 7-0 and last year or something like that. Uh, and this year, another dis- they've been disappointing. I think they're 4-6. and six. I actually want to pull up their schedule, too. Oh, they got the Four Niners Monday. That's gonna be big. They got the Chargers uh, next Sunday. They got the Patriots December twelfth. That's a Thursday. I think it's a Thursday night game, uh, or Monday night Monday night game. Then they got the uh, Broncos December eighteenth. They play the uh, Buccaneers on Christmas. Um, then play the Falcons January first and the Four Niners G- uh, January eighth. Uh, for them to get to the playoffs, that's that's a tough schedule. 49ers are good. Chargers are good. I think the Patriots are not as good as people think they are. Uh, Broncos, that can be a W. Uh, Buccaneers, they can go both ways. Falcons, that could be a W. And the last game against the 49ers, that would be tough. Uh, I think this team can still turn around and get to the playoffs. Um, but uh, especially when it's Monday night, uh, Cliff uh, Cleansbury said that uh, Kyle Murray made a game-time game time decision. Um, no, you definitely want to go into Monday night and win this game to keep your play of hopes alive. But <coughs> against Arizona, against uh, San Fran, it's gonna be very, very tough. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom Brady uh, said he's in a better place with back-to-back wins before bye week. Uh, so during uh, Sunday's twenty-one to sixteen victory of the Seahawks, the Bucks offensive uh, offensive finally looked something like uh, was expected to enter during the season. The ground game finally got behind rookie Rashard White, hundred five yards. Tom Brady threw a darts to Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Um, he said, "I think we're in a better place." So obviously, that were uh, that we were five quarters ago. Uh, Brady said Monday on uh, XM's Let's Go podcast, and you know we found a way to beat the Rams. Uh, which is a great rookie for our team, and then go to Germany and get to five and five before we uh before the bye week was big for all of us. Uh, so I think it's uh it's a challenge a challenging year in the NFL. Um, he, he says that I uh, I watched a lot of games highlights from yesterday, and you know uh, there's a lot of teams uh that are uh that are some that are just playing very very well. Minnesota uh to go into Buffalo that's a very tough thing to do. The Eagles have played consistent well all year. I think the Chiefs have played very consistent all year. Um, so, you know, uh, other than that, it's kind of um, a hardage of wins and losses, good games and bad games, and uh, which defense to show up with quarterbacks, uh, which quarterbacks have to show up. Uh, not only that, I think that divorce, this divorce, Tom Brady's 2-0 after this divorce. No, was Giselle Budsham holding, was Giselle holding down this season? I'm just saying, 
If the Bucks run the table, go to the Super Bowl and win. I think this divorce had a lot to do with Tom Brady's success so far. Uh, Bucks are 2 0. Tom Brady, uh, maybe that monkey's finally off his back in Giselle. Maybe Giselle, the last of the season, uh, was saying every week, listen, retire now and our marriage would be good. And knowing Tom Brady, Tom Brady said, go pound sand. That's not happening. I want to keep adding records. I want to keep adding rings. And now with the um, and now with uh, the Bucks two and zero, they're playing good football. The defense is getting healthier. This offense is looking good. And I'm just saying right now that you don't want this Buccaneers team to you know to get healthier and healthier with weeks leading up into the playoffs. Because I'm saying it right now, I do not want the Eagles. To get the Buccaneers in the... I don't want the Eagles to play this Tampa Bay team in the playoffs. Because I honestly think that this Bucks team can take down the Eagles in the playoffs. Like I said, the defense is getting healthy. Their offense is finding getting clicks. Um, and I think this could be a very... I think this Buccaneers team come playoff time, if they make the playoffs, which I think they're obviously going to, they're going to win their division. This Buccaneers team come playoff time can be one of those teams that can make that deep run. And if I'm any team in the NFC and that's in the playoff contention by the time the playoffs come, I don't want to get this Buccaneers team in the playoffs. Because if you do, like I said, I had the Buccaneers making the Super Bowl, and uh, I'm still sticking with them going to the Super Bowl. I had them playing the Broncos, which obviously that's not happening. But um, I still got this Buccaneers team going to the Super Bowl. Uh but like I said, I really, really hope that the Eagles don't you know, get this team to the playoffs because it, I think, won't end pretty for Eagles. Um, speaking of former uh, Eagles, uh, LaShawn McCoy says uh, Bill Belichick um, is like all the uh, uh, all the other coaches though, Tom Brady. So he said, I think he's a good coach. McCoy, uh, McCoy said he's he's uh, he's all the great all the greats, and uh, we've seen anything like him. Like, I'm reading that again because I, I cannot read. See, I think as the head coach, McCoy said, all the greats, and we've seen, uh, we've never seen anything like him. That's bullcrap. Uh, McCoy said, without uh, Tom Brady, who played for the Pages from uh, 20, 2019, Belichick uh, is just like all the other coaches. He had Tom Brady, uh, McCoy said. If you take away Tom Brady, you know what? He's under 500. Um, so, Bill Belichick is, 20, is in his 28th uh, season as the NFL head coach and holds a uh, record of. Uh, 295-147 record, giving him the third most wins in NFL coaching history. Don Shula is on top with 328. Uh, Belichick's uh, resume includes NFL record six Super Bowls and 31 postseason victories. Um, so McCoy's um, so McCoy's asked if there's anything uh, to be said about the uh, consistency Belichick has shown. McCoy responded, "That's true," but he pointed out since Tom Brady joined Tampa Bay, that the Patriots have struggled to reach the playoffs. McCoy added, "The Patriots didn't uh, not uh, the Patriots when the Patriots uh, did make the playoffs in 2021, they got blown out." He said, "I call it how I see it." Um, I gotta disagree with you no, know, with Sean McCoy on this. When Tom Brady got hurt after the undefeated season, the Patriots went 11-5 with Matt Castle as their quarterback. Matt Castle. Where's Matt Castle now? I mean, where did Matt Castle go at that 11-5 um, season? You no, know, Bill Belichick 
led this team without Tom Brady to go 11-5 with Matt freaking Castle as quarterback. So after the after the uh He actually made the Pro Bowl that year too, uh, with the Patriots. So um so after the Patriots traded uh both Castle and outside Lampard Mike Rabel to the Kansas City Chiefs for the thirty fourth overall selection, which ended up being Patrick Tun in the two thousand nine NFL draft. Um so after that, he got traded. So he spent. So after the Chiefs, with the Chiefs, he's with the Chiefs from 2009 2012. The Vikings 13 14, Bills 15, Cowboys 15, Titans 16 17, and then the um, then the Detroit Lions 2018. So he played a well, he played from 2005 2018. So that's a long time. I would say with Matt Castle. This team went 11 5. So Lashawn McCoy has no idea what he's talking about. Um. Even with no Mac Jones, this team went nine and eight last year. And right now, this team's sitting at five and four. And yes, missing Tom Brady is absolutely huge. Um, I forget it, I, his record is really not good ever since uh, Tom Brady left. But still, this team went nine and eight one season without Tom Brady. Eleven five one season, and they got a chance to go over five hundred this year without Tom Brady. And I'm just saying, I know it's not going to happen. Um, but let's say if somehow, some way, the Patriots sneak into the playoffs, and let's say uh, the Patriots have a deep run. Let's say the Patriots get to the divisional round. I'm just blowing smoke up my ass. Let's just say the Patriots get to the divisional round. Taking this team to the division round without Tom Brady is huge. And that year, the Patriots went 11 5 with Matt Castle. They missed the playoffs because the Dolphins, the Dolphins had the same exact record as the Patriots that year. And if that didn't happen, the Patriots would have went to the playoffs. With Matt Castle is eleven five, so I got to disagree with the uh, Trump coin in this one. Um, even without Bill Belichick, even without Tom Brady, he's just not that. He's just not another NFL head coach. Bill Belichick is one of the greatest head coaches of all time, and I, at some point he's going to pass Don Trula for the most wins. You're gonna, you're never going to see a coach win six Super Bowls again, and I don't think you're going to see a coach catch up to um, Bill Belichick's. Win total if he does pass Don Shula. So I got to disagree with uh, LeShawn McCoy on this one. <clears throat> uh, speaking of Bill Belichick, he says uh, he says he wants to see this key uh, change, uh, this key change made into the uh, existing NFL rule. Um, so the Patriots head coach wants to see all coaches given the ability to challenge a play in the final two minutes of a game. Under the current rules, coaches are allowed to challenge the plays for the uh, most of the game, but the final two minutes of each half in, in overtime, the replay booth is responsible for the uh, all the reviews. So he said, provide the team, provide the team that has a challenge that sh uh, should have the opportunity to challenge uh, really any play. Belichick said. Uh, so the subject came Monday due to the controversial play in Minnesota's win over uh, Buffalo after the Vikings scored a shocking touchdown and a fumble recovery that gave them a 30-27 uh, to 27 lead with 41 seconds left. The Bills end up even end up having a good drive to tie the game. Um, by Gabe Davis, he, and he does it. They hustled up to the line. He's going to secure it. He's going to get his arms underneath. Who is that? A little bobble? 
Wow. But they hustled. They got to the line of the scrimmage. Now, this is you, you started to go. So I I got to agree with Bill Belichick on this. I think you should let coaches challenge the challenge the play. Actually, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think it really matters because no matter what, even if they do challenge it or the booth challenge it, they're going to get it. I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I mean. So we also pointed out the, to the plays as an example of why coaches uh, shouldn't lose the ability to challenge the uh, the uh, winning minutes of the game. So we said uh, there should have been other examples of uh, of that plays that have occurred in a situation uh, where teams uh, couldn't challenge because of the rules. Uh, Belichick said, uh, I get the forward process and things like that uh, that you can't challenge. I'm not uh, talking about that. I'm saying that you have the ability to challenge a play that can impact the outcome of the game. Even calls like holding a pass are... And pass, like uh, holding a pass into favorites, things like that. I don't see why those plays can't be reviewed. That I agree right there. I agree with that right there. Um, so Bill Patrick made a, Bill Belichick made a good point right there, because now let's say uh, there's a point in a, in a big game. Let's just say in the playoffs, in the AFC or NFC Championship. Let's say the final seconds, a team's in the red zone, about to win the game. A quarterback throws a ball. And let's say the cornerback interferes with the uh, wide receiver. And a, and a coach can't challenge that and you end up losing to go to the Super Bowl. Or even let's say in the Super Bowl. Now, I agree with Bill Patrick right there. I think coaches should have the opportunity to challenge under the you know, final minutes of the game. But not only NFL, or I was not going to do that. Uh, but no, I, I agree with Bill Belichick right there. Um, I don't know if you guys do, but I do. I definitely think that coaches should be able to challenge. I, I hate... This the that the booth has to do it, but uh, not only NFL, they're probably not going to do it. I'm going to talk some baseball now. So, uh, the MLB awards have been announced. Uh, American League MVP, no doubt, Aaron Judge. Amazing season for Aaron Judge. Uh, you know, 62 home runs, just a dominant performance. Uh, now. I'm waiting to uh, be able to talk to Aaron about Aaron, Aaron Judge on the podcast to see where he's going to sign. I was hoping with the MLB free agency this week that I was going to be able to talk about some signings. Some, really a lot of big ones didn't happen so far just yet. Uh, nationally, MVP was Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, amazing season. Uh, American, American uh, Cy Young, Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander showing that farther time doesn't exist. Winning his third uh, Cy Young. Um, RB one of the best pitchers in the history of baseball. Three-time Cy Young just won a second World Series. Uh, National League Cy Young was uh, uh, Sandy uh, uh, Alcatrina. Al probably just botched his name. Um, American Rookie League, American uh, rookie, rookie of the Year, uh, Julio Rodriguez. Uh, amazing season for him. 21 years old, wins the uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, was part of the Seattle team, made the playoffs, made his first All-Star team. This dude is going to be a future MVP. This dude's going to be a future star. Uh, National League was uh, Michael Harris of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, American uh, Manager of the Year was uh, Terry Francona. Terry Francona leading this uh, Guardians team to the playoffs. I do not think this team's going to make the playoffs. But then again, Terry Francona is showing why he's the best manager to ever do it. Uh, National League was uh, Buck Shawalter. 
um, managing the uh, Mets to, a, um, I believe they won 100 games a season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so there are your uh, winners for awards in the uh, MLB. Uh, I mean, there were some signings. Uh, Yankees bring back uh, Anthony Rizzo on a two-year deal with a 2025 option. Um, so the deal is worth $40 million guaranteed money. Sources told Yes Network's uh, Jack uh, Curry. Uh, he'll earn $17 million each of the first two seasons while a $17 million option remains uh, contains a $6 million buyout. Um, so Rizzo uh, has become a rock at first base for the Yankees since they acquired him from the Chicago Cubs had the 2021 trade deadline. Uh, he's so far, he's hit 224, 338, 480 with uh, 32 home runs, 75 runs, bad 130 games for the Yankees uh, last season while uh, adding a gold glove uh, nomination thanks to his um, you know, stellar defense. Um So one of the main one of the things he said the main reason why he turned to New York is uh he loves being a Yankee. Uh I was really hoping last season that the Red Sox were going to sign uh Red Sox were gonna get Anthony Rizzo in a trade. Ended up getting Kyle Schwarber now. They Kyle Schwarber's gone in Philly. Uh I think this is a good sign for the Yankees. Uh he's a good player, decent player. I know he's thirty three. Um, but he's still putting up good numbers, and th this is a real big, a real uh, piece of that uh, that Yankees lineup. Uh, Andrew signed Tyler Anderson to a three-year deal with thirty-nine million. Spent uh, last season with the Dodgers. I'll earn thirty-nine million over the life of the uh, contract. Uh, sources told uh, Mike uh, Finston at MLB.com. He'll earn thirteen million each of the year. Uh, so he joined the Dodgers on a one-year deal uh, late in spring training. Um, good season uh, last year. Made the All-Star game. Um, posted a 2.57 ERA. Uh, so, I mean, the Angels definitely you know, need they need starting pitching. Uh, so he's going to join, join Shoei Itane, um, Patrick Sandoval, uh, Jose Suarez, and uh, Reed uh, Demtrees. Um you know, Angels just have Angels need a lot of help all around. They need help in their starting pitch, they need help in their bullpen. And I think this is a really no a really decent signing for them. Um I think he's gonna be fit very well into that uh pitching rotation. Uh I don't think there's really any other signings throughout the week. Yeah, that was really it. I mean, there was a trade uh, yesterday. Uh, so the Twins traded infielder Jurio uh, uh, Yoshila uh, to the uh, Angels for a minor league uh, right-hander and uh, Alejandro uh, Agadalo. Guys, I cannot read for shit. Um, so he hit 285, 338, 429 with 13 home runs, 27 doubles, and uh, 64 runs batted in. Uh, so Angels GM uh, Perry uh, Messina said, we look at Uriel uh, 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 as an everyday player that can move around and play a lot at different spots. 
Um, I think we saw last year uh, where this, uh, there were certain times where it was challenging when we had our injuries multiple times in, in, uh, in the infield. We didn't necessarily love the options we're putting out there. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's a, a decent trade uh, for the Angels. I'm sorry, guys. I know this podcast sucks. I hate uh, doing it by myself. Uh, hopefully, Ryan can make it next Saturday. If not, I'm gonna slap his. Uh, I'm gonna slap him upside the head. So, uh, Hal uh, Hal Steinbrenner uh, said he, he told uh, Judge, "I want to be a Yankee for the rest of his life." Uh, I've absolutely uh, conveyed that I want to be a Yankee for the rest of his life. Steinbrenner told, uh, said, according to uh, Newsday's David Lennon, no doubt for that. A, gi- a judge widely, uh, widely considered in the American League and what well, did win at this time he was uh, considered rejected a $215 million extension from the Yankees before the 2020 season began. He then proceeded a year uh, for the ages, hitting 62 home runs and winning the uh, AL MVP. Um, Not only that, I I, I had the rep- I, I I had this report that uh said so the uh, Yankees made a, a new offer to Aaron Judge, Jim Landry, Brian uh, Cashman from Friday, according to MLBs.com, Brian uh, Hutch. Um, so like I said, he so he turned down that two hundred thirteen point five million dollar contract from the Yankees for opening day. He said it's real time, so we're on the clock. Cashman said we certainly are not going to mess around. Uh, we have another uh, offer uh, since spring training. Um, so the Dodgers also offered uh, him a contract. Uh, the Dodgers actually re- released Cody Bellinger, which I'm going to talk about. Um, so uh, John Heyman said, we're going around now that the Dodgers make a run at Aaron Judge. Logical with $100 million now off the books with uh, Bellinger, Kimball, and Anderson, Henley, Price, and uh, two turns off the roster. So they need a shortstop third baseman starting pitching, uh, really pitching now an outfielder. Just imagine if the Dodgers were able to um, get Aaron Judge. You got Mookie Betts. You got uh, Freddie Freeman. You got Aaron Judge. Just imagine being a starting pitcher. And you look up at the scoreboard and you see these guys that you have to face. These guys in this lineup that you have to face. I mean... Hold on here. I mean, like I said, you know, Freddie Freeman, uh, now Mookie Betts, Chris Taylor, Aaron Judge. Uh, if I didn't say Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman. I mean, this. I just. Where the hell? Did I, I mean, yes, I've, I said all those names that the Dodgers not bringing back, but where the hell do they get that money? I mean, if I'm a starting pitcher and I say I got to face Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, I'm walking off that mound. I'm not going to throw to these guys. Uh, but I personally think he's going to stay with the Yankees. Um, just what he's ever since you know coming to the league, what he's done with the Yankees, uh, I believe he's a two-time AL MVP, if I'm not mistaken. 
Oh, I thought he won the AL MVP in 2017. Who won the AL MVP in 2017? Was it Jose Altuve? Alright, so I thought... Okay, that's my bad. I thought Aaron Judge won the... Um, AL MVP in 2017. Alright, um... I guess I'm wrong about that. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to stay in New York. If not New York... I could possibly see the Dodgers, if not the Dodgers. There's three teams I have them going to. Uh, Yankees, obviously, like I said, Dodgers. I think the Giants. I think the Giants will make a run at them because the Giants got a lot of money to play with. Uh, so now we're going to move on to another team from the AL East. Uh, so the Red Sox present. Difficult to move on from homegrown players. Uh, the Red Sox are dealing with a possible departure of Zanel Bulgars for free agency this offseason and are one year away from potentially uh, confronting the same with Rafael Devers, both of whom signed as international free agents. Uh, with Mookie, we could have engaged more uh, effectively earlier in his career, Kenny said, according to uh, Mike Sullivan of the Boston Globe. From uh, where I sit, it is de uh, certainly difficult when you move on from homegrown players. Um, yeah, you should engage more for uh, Mookie Betts in his career. Uh, it absolutely sucks they trade Mookie Betts. I'm still bummed out about it. I'm always bummed out about it because Mookie Betts is my favorite Red Sox of all time. One of my favorite players of all time. Uh, so Mookie Betts will now end up getting traded to the Dodgers. Uh, Signed a 12-year, $365 million, extension with his new club. Uh, we have not always been able to sign our uh, our uh, homegrown players long-term. I fully acknowledge that Kennedy continued. And uh, that doesn't happen. It's uh, disappointing for the fans. It's disappointing for us on a personal level. But uh, we get paid to make very, very difficult decisions, and we'll see how those uh, decisions work out. See right there. Right there where he says uh, we get paid to make difficult decisions. I don't think they're bringing back Zeno Bulgarts, and I think they're going to trade Rafael Devers. I don't think they're going to trade Rafael Devers. This, I think they're going to trade Rafael, Rafael Devers at the trade deadline this coming season. Uh, I don't think Rafael Devers is going to be a Boston Red Sox by the end of next season. Uh, Kennedy also shared the team also made two offers to Bulgart so far this winter. Went to Rafael Devers. He won't go into details about either navigation though, which I think right there when uh, he said he wouldn't go into uh, either uh, either deals. I think both Zeno and Bulgarts and Rafael Devers both turned him down. Um, the way I look at it, I think the Red Sox are going to be built uh, rebuilding for a very long time, and I don't think that these two players want to be part of that rebuild. I don't think they want to uh, be. Uh, be here through these uh, through multiple losing seasons, but then again, the reports went the Red Sox are very active this offseason free agency, which I don't think they're going to do. Knowing uh, what this front office is doing, trading Mookie Betts, um, not going to bring back his name, Bogarts, probably going to trade uh, Rafael Devers. I think the signing that the Red Sox are going to do in the next few years are going to be these players who. Are, no, are, are, are decent, not good. Um, I think that what the Red Sox, I think what uh, Chime Bloom is doing is going to is going to do what he did in Tampa Bay. He's going to build that farm system up. He's going to sign these players that uh, are not stars that are no are, are decent every day. Um, 
I think, like I said, I, I'm going to backtrack. I think example, Gretchen Raffle there was both turned down these deals. Um, he was, so I, he says, we've engaged with Alexander uh, since the end of the season. Scott Boris is agent. i leave it at that, Kenny said. But we have protective conversations. I hope they bring back Xander Bogarts. I want Xander Bogarts to finish his career at the Red Sox. I want Rafael Devers to end his career as a Red Sox. But um, I honestly don't think it's going to happen. I think they both will not be Red Sox by the um, obviously uh, Xander Bogarts won't be a Red Sox by beginning their season. I don't think Rafael Devers will be a Red Sox by the next season. A uh, former player, uh, Yasiel Puig, is in some pretty, pretty big trouble. He pled guilty to gambling case, could face five-year sentence. Um, so uh, Yasiel Puig will be plead guilty to lying about federal agents investigating an illegal gambling operation. The USA Department of Justice announced Monday. His court documents uh, unreleased mon uh, Monday say that Yasiel Puig uh, has agreed to uh, plead guilty to uh, one count of false making statements after uh, pleading guilty. He could face up to five years in federal prison and also agreed to pay a fine of that at least $55,000. Um, so he batted 277 with 132 runs and 14, 114 runs batting while appearing in uh, seven uh, major league seasons. Um, his first with the Dodgers, where he earned an all star selection in 2014. He played for the Reds. Uh, Indians in 2019 before becoming a free agent. Uh, then he played in the Mexican League uh, last year, and he signed a one-year deal with the South Korea's uh, Kuwum uh, uh, Heroes. On August, uh, in August, uh, pre-agreement, uh, uh, he also acknowledged that there were only a few <coughs> uh, over in a few months in 2019 where he racked up more than 280,000 in losses while wagering on tennis, football, basketball games through a third party who worked for a legal game operation run by Wayne Miss, a former uh, minor league baseball player. She lost 280,000. You got to stop betting. Um, betting is so bad. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I should be talking. I'll, I'll go to DraftKings. On weekends, but I, I mean, I don't put like thousands, thousand dollars. I do little money when I do it. Um, so yes, we placed nine hundred bets through Nick's controlled betting websites uh, through a man who worked for Nick's authorities. Oh my god! Holy crap! An ex plead guilty in April and uh, in April conspiracy to operate illegal sports gambling businesses, filling uh, filling tax returns. Um, uh, process said Nick's operation ran for two decades. Wow. So he could face up to six years in federal prison. Guys, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if anyone's listening to this this far in fifty four minutes, but don't do not get into betting. Don't get addicted to it because. I don't want you guys to end up like Yasuel Puig, $280,000. You got to know your limit. You got to stop. Like I said, I don't do a lot of money when I go to DraftKings. Um, you know, betting is so bad and you don't want to get addicted to it because, I mean, you see stories where people, I, I've seen stories that people put their friggin' house on the line. People put the cars on the line. People put so much money down and you don't want to do that. Don't get addicted to betting. Because uh, you don't want to end up like Gasiel Puig. I'm going to end up with some uh, basketball news. So Kyrie Irving expected return for the Nets tomorrow to play the um, 
to play uh, the Grizzlies. Speaking about the Grizzlies, uh, John Morant suffered a uh, ankle injury. It's a different angle. And yeah, that drag, that subtle drag from Dort just Sorry. did make contact with Morant. And so having a hard time putting weight on that left ankle on his way back to the locker room. Uh, he missed one game last week after rolling his ankle in Friday's contest, which is sec- uh, was second uh, since returning to the Grizzlies. Um, I can't remember last year if he... Uh, if he had a knee injury or ankle injury, but I know he missed a, a few games last year. But that's a big loss for the Grizzlies. Uh, but uh, Kyrie Irving expected return. Obviously, we all know he was suspended for the... Um, the, uh, the video he uh, shared on Twitter, um, Irving has met with Jewish community leaders as uh, works to fulfill the Nets' uh, reported list of uh, requirements to rejoin the team, according to James uh, Sh- uh, Sharon, who adds the N- uh, NBA and the Nets are happy with Irving's efforts. Adam Silver reportedly had a productive meeting with Irving on November 8th, and a few days after the NBA commissioner called Irving's decision to share a link uh, reckless. Um, speaking about the Nets, uh, Oh, shit, i got to see my picks. So the Nets are frustrated by Ben Simmons' unveiled performances. Uh, Brooklyn Nets coaching staff and players have become concerned by Ben Simmons' lack of ability in poor performances. And the organization frustrated with the, uh, him builds, uh, sources told uh, James Carana. Um, coaches and players have poorly questioned his uh, passion for playing basketball. Simmons missed four games this season with knee soreness since he returned early November. Um, he's come off the bench as a backup uh Center uh, to uh, Nick Claxton. Simmons also uh, was a late scratch against the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, number 14th. In 10 games for the Nets, Simmons averaged a career lows across the board, uh, putting up 15, 5.8 points, 6.1 rebounds, and 5.6, 1.1 sales. Uh, the Nets had... Uh, ha- the Nets had a player-only meeting uh, October 29th at the loss of the Pacers, which veteran uh, forward um, uh, Markeith Morris said the team needs Simmons to... Uh, Succeeding Simmons needs to uh, prove uh, the way he responds adversity adversity on the court. Um, so uh, Ben Simmons said, "I get the uh, I get the uh, sexism about my injuries, uh, but I think uh, the one thing uh, with me is that I'm a competitor." Simmons said Tuesday, "I uh, I want to win and play, so I'm going to do uh, what I can to get there." Um, you know, I always said it, you know, I think Ben Simmons is absolutely overrated. I would not want him on my team. Uh, no, look what he caused in Philadelphia and look what he's doing in uh, Brooklyn now. Um, I just personally have been a fan of Ben Simmons. I don't blame Nets players for getting frustrated. I don't blame these coaches getting frustrated with him. But what do you do? Do you trade him? You just you traded for him because James Harden wants out of Philadelphia. You trade James Harden in Philadelphia for Ben Simmons now what do you do now? Do you flip Ben Simmons again if this continues? Especially the way Brooklyn is so far this season. Uh, Brooklyn has been good this year. Um, obviously, Ben Simmons has been terrible. He's coming off the bench. Um, I would trade him. I honestly am not one of them on my team. Anyways, guys, uh, I actually got to do my picks. Completely forgot about that.
Okay. The hell? Right, here we are. So uh, Thursday night, like an idiot, I took the Packers because I thought no. After they after they beat the Cowboys on Sunday, I thought the Packers would make a run. That's a loss. So I took the Bears over Atlanta. I took the Bills over. Uh, the Browns. I also heard, I saw something that this game might not even happen with all the snow happening in Buffalo because uh, Bill's players might not even get to travel. Uh, I took the Eagles over uh, Indianapolis. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, I took the Jets over the Patriots. Jets are playing really good football this season. Um, I got the Jets win this game, snapping that 13-game losing streak against the Patriots. Uh, you heard me take the Saints over the Rams. I got the Giants over the Lions. Ravens over the Panthers. Uh, Commanders over the Texans. Broncos over the Raiders. Um, I got the Cowboys bouncing back against the Vikings. Got the Bengals beating the Steelers. I actually got the Chargers beating the uh, Chiefs. Chiefs are missing a lot on offense. I uh, even though they got Patrick Holmes and Travis Kelsey. Our Cardarius Tooney had a good game last week. Uh, Juju's out, so I'm sure he'll get a lot of uh, targets. And I got the uh, 49ers over the Cardinals and for Ryan. Ryan took the Packers too. He took the uh, Bears, took the Bills over the Browns, uh, Eagles over the Colts, Patriots over the Jets, Rams over the um, Saints, Giants over the uh, Lions, Bears over the uh, Ravens over the Panthers, Cowboys over Texans, uh, Raiders over Broncos, Vikings over Cowboys, uh, Steelers over the Bengals, and Chargers over the Chiefs, just like I did in the. Um, 49ers over the Cardinals. Um, I don't know what the hell he's doing there. Um, but anyways, guys, that's on the podcast. If you guys listen this far and again, thank you so much for always listening to this podcast. You guys are the best. and hoping Ryan can make it next week. If not, take care. Spike, you're here. Woo, woo, woo. You know it.